0: Hi, I'm Don Brody, a comedian with a history degree and the host of the podcast Hilf, History I'd Like to Fuck. Each episode, I am joined by a new guest who has brought me a subject from history that they want to know more about. Then I hit the books, I dig deep in the anals, and stimulate. (laughs) We've covered Frankenstein, Houdini, Joan of Arc, Pompeii, the Salem witch trials, right? Join us and find out for yourself that history is a party. And everybody's coming.
1: (laughs) I'm Kevin Van Hentenrich, and you're watching The Deluxe Edition with Casey and Ray.
2: This podcast is part of The Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.
3: Welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, Ray, the podcaster.
1: What's going on, brother?
3: Not too much, buddy. Another great interview here. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had a couple of uh, firsts for us tonight. We had, uh, well, a couple. I say a couple because it happened multiple times. Uh, Mm -hmm. a A few songs for us. A few songs were played for us tonight.
1: Yes, the the bards were in the house this evening.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, indeed. We had uh, the virtuoso Noah Gibney and uh, my good friend Chris on, and they are a part of the Noah Gibney duo, and also they play as the Noah Gibney trio as well. Uh, They played a few songs for us here tonight and uh, talked about their career. Noah is an amazing keyboard player, and uh, he's only 15 years old, so I'm really looking forward to see what the the rest of this kid's career has in store for him.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bright future when you actually have talent. You know, it's a lot different than, you know, what I went through.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Noah's not going to have to be a roofer. No. Yeah, uh it's it, he's he's amazing and uh Chris care uh just an incredible person. Uh I was a fan of Chris's before uh we were friends and uh he's he's just a, an amazing person uh, all around great guy, guitar player, uh mandolin player, just he he does it all. He's awesome. Yeah. So uh come check it out right
1: after these quick plugs. Ah, the we goddamn are a, plugs, man. The goddamn plugs.
3: We are a part of the deluxe edition network over at deluxe edition uh, Check out all of the great shows over on the network. There's no podcast of the month this month. Uh, so just check everyone out. Uh, some of my favorites are Bev's video kingdom, barrel aged flicks, uh, spoil my movie, take on the world. Um, there's just so many good shows there's 15 total shows over on the network so uh, come check them out uh, let's see you can find all of our previous shows over at deluxedition.show. Uh you can come over and follow us at instagram and twitter at deluxe edition pod uh, mostly on instagram i'm kind of fading away on the twitter end of things uh i haven't posted there in a while if you'd like to support the show come over to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod and you'll get the episode as soon as we're finished recording unedited uh if you'd like to buy a t-shirt or uh, i think they have hoodies over there as well come over to net slash collection slash deluxe dash edition and let's see ray where can
1: people
4: find <sighs> you
1: I am the 10 Cent Beer Night podcast and you can find me on Instagram and the Facebook at the same name and you can go to T public search the same name and buy all kinds of dumb shit um and bootleg merchandise from all the shows on our network so it's a lot of fun
3: It is a lot of fun. Ray's a great uh great host. I've been hijacking a lot of these podcasts. Ray hasn't said a lot. He's just been uh Hanging out with me for a while, <laughs> but uh, check out the Ten Cent Beer Night Podcast. Ray, uh, he's a great host of his own show, and we are now sponsored by GetSlicks.com. You go over, and uh, they have really great uh, hats, hoodies, shirts, all kinds of different stuff. This one here is a, a great winter hat. It says, uh, mm-hmm. stay high on it. Uh, as worn by Tommy Chong. Uh Go check it out. Get slicks.com and use code deluxe edition pod at checkout for 10% off. And now our chat with Noah Gibney and Chris care. Let's do it. Uh, we wanted to do this for a while and,
2: you know, got like 250 feet running from inside the house and, and, uh, I could not figure out how to get get another uh modem going off of uh, the router and ins- another router going off the modem inside. And I brought my PC out here and I circled around it and yelled some stuff at the sky and <laughs> I kept it dirt and it happened.
3: It was amazing. Awesome. So this is your recording shed.
2: Yeah, this is where we This is
3: this is Woobie and- Cat Studios. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome, it. dude dude i mean holy shit that looks a lot different than the last time i was in there this behind
2: me is the garage door like i, what? Walled, I walled over it on the outside it is a garage door but on the inside it's a wall that's awesome very proud of that it's very bat bat cave like <laughs> hell yeah dude it looks great put some insulation in here i'm still working on the ceiling and a couple of things but yeah it's it's good you can sand a piece of wood or you can record some vocals
3: <laughs> very cool man so chris uh that's Ray over there. Hey Ray. What's going and, on? Uh hello Noah. Hey. Nice How to finally you? meet you, man. Nice to meet you too. Think I think I first saw you uh during the uh I just saw my t-shirt for it today. What was it called? The Burke's quarantine? Oh the Mike.
5: Ah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah,
3: the Burke's open mic. Yeah. That's, I think that that's like around when you first started uh like playing like sort of out right
5: yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep i'd say that was kind of like when things started to like uh get like bigger and i started performing more so
2: that's
3: when i met you yes yeah. still going on mm-hmm. so yeah. you guys so we're recording already so you guys oh. met yeah i figured it <laughs> you guys <laughs> met during the pandemic
5: yeah pretty much after the pandemic is when we uh, Matt. Yeah, so um, we were doing a gig with uh, a drummer, uh, Matt, and that's how we first met. It was kind of just like a um, trying to think with the right word of. I don't know, Matt. Matt, Cullen, Matt Cullen, I think yeah. you know
2: Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 called me up. I think it was that morning and said, "You want to come play bass with a couple of guys? Uh, you know, no heavy. Uh, you know, you don't have to learn anything or just come out." And so. I, Played. It was like a showcase with him yeah, and somebody sir, else.
5: Showcase, I was thinking of, yeah.
2: And got and played bass and got along well.
3: Awesome. So, but you originally met during that the Berks County open
6: well, mic, no, like I on Facebook.
2: The thing that I'm describing, no, no, the thing I'm describing is where we first met
6: I yeah. first talked. Mm.
2: It was at uh, the Liberty Tap Room. They were they were having something. It was like the first gig. Maybe it was a couple. Man. foggy about all that like
5: september october of like 2020 like like, like
2: half a half a year in or something
5: like
3: that okay awesome so i know a lot about uh chris's uh career noah let's i want to talk to you a little bit about your career here first before we uh jump over into chris's stuff um more recently the serendipity sessions uh co-written with g love Mm -hmm. yeah uh how did this come about
5: so um Also, during, um, like, when the pandemic started is when um, I got in touch with uh, G-Love. So, um, his, like, tour, he was supposed to be in Japan, but that ended up getting canceled due to the COVID. So, um, he was kind of finding some, like, other ways to um, make some uh, money while um, uh, not being able to gig and stuff. So, he was doing these, like, songwriting sessions. So, um, I uh, messaged him on Instagram if he would be interested in having me uh, do a songwriting session with him. And he said, sure. So it was actually my 13th uh, birthday when uh, we first wrote our uh, song. Um, and uh, we ended up really uh, working well together and ended up writing uh, 15 songs together over the pandemic. Um, that was pretty much from like March to uh, July when we wrote uh, those songs. So, And we've been in touch ever since. And um, I actually got to play on his uh, Christmas record that was released not too long ago and we're then yeah yeah i did some piano tracks for that yeah of the two songs we wrote together that were kind of having a christmas theme so very cool so i
3: heard you say he was in japan his tour got canceled and so he was looking to make a little extra money so this was uh this was something that you paid to do like a, a little writing session with yeah
5: him? Mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah it was like more of like songwriting lessons yeah
3: but it eventually turned into more than that, right? You like yeah. you actually went and played. You you played with him. Is that correct?
5: Right. Yeah. So it's like started out with me kind of being a student, and then we uh, became like friends, and were able. I was able to play with him uh, last year around this time at the TLA. We I was actually able to uh, do one of the songs we wrote together. So much love with him. So very cool. So how did that
3: lead into uh, you also met? president biden after that right
5: yeah yeah that's a crazy story too (laughs) yeah tell us Um, that story sure so um i don't even know why i did this but um i decided to send um i found like an email on this um on the president's website to like send messages to him about stuff so i just sent him about my music and i don't even know why i did this and i forgot i did it Um, And I sent that in about, I think, like maybe May, like right after my um, first TP, The Serendipity Sessions, was released. So I I sent him that. And then in July, um, I got a phone call the one random day. And it was like, it says, unknown caller from Washington, D.C. So I'm like, do I answer it? Do I not? You know, those are like those like spam calls that are like you don't want to pick up. But I ended up doing it. And then this woman... Um is on the phone and says are you noah gibney and i'm like yes and then i was like what is this about and then she was like the president would like to uh, meet you because he's going to be in mccongee and he heard your music and it's really awesome i was like what and then so um I and my parents are thinking like this is such a scam and like we're like fact checking everything and it, it turned out to be true that he was going to be in mccongee and this person that uh called me was like a legitimate person that worked for the white house
2: did you have secret service did I show up at the house
0: <laughs> i mean i don't know I they could have been spying on me something.
5: i don't know I don't understand. I can... excuse me mr give <laughs> yes <laughs> right but so eventually um so uh the next day we actually i think it might have been two days after the call we went to mckenzie or he was um doing some Event, I think it was like promoting like American businesses or something like that at the Mac Plan in McKinsey. Um So we, I was able to um, do a meet and greet with him and be able to uh, chat with him, and it was such an amazing experience being able to talk with him. I mean, the Secret Service were everywhere there; like it was just well, like,
2: did, did they like patch you down or anything? Or did yeah. You just oh my to, like, gosh! Look
5: over? Oh my gosh! Yeah, there was like all this security and stuff like that. Like they would be like checking everything, and
1: <laughs> and one they one. had
5: to like yeah it was crazy it was like what was, hey,
1: hey uh hey no what was the first question you asked him
5: i think i i can't <laughs> let me think i um i think it was just like um like it was just like what so like what is it like being the president like it was just this <laughs> is just like amazing well it was interesting because like it was like a photo line too so like mm. there were a couple of people that like started talking before i got to talk with him so it was just like like these people were talking to the president and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, it's just like, it was like such a surreal moment. And it was just like seeing this, but eventually, yeah, we had like a 15 minute uh, conversation. It was just like awesome. And he was great to so my whole family. We were able to all uh, go to this event and uh, meet with him. And it was just, it was just great being able to chat with him. And um, also I was able to, this is an interesting story too so I wanted to hand a, a CD to him where um, like I had one that I could give to him and I had one where he could sign one for me. Um, and they were like, usually we don't do this because like you have to be careful with all the like, because they literally check like everything you're handing the president. Cause who- Sure, right. Like, it's just like crazy. But this one woman was like, I guess we'll take care of it. So like I handed the CD to her and they were like, I guess we'll find out. So like after um, we were chatting, uh, he was, President Biden was going to give a speech and uh, all of a sudden I hear the, like when we're going to the uh, place where the speech was happening, I hear this uh, man shouting like, Noah, Noah. And I'm like, Oh my God, did I do something wrong or whatever? (laughs) Like all all the things that could have gone wrong. Um, But I guess, so what happened is he, I I saw the CD and he, uh, President Biden had it signed and it says on it, remember me when you hit the charts. So that was just an amazing (laughs) thing to say. And it was just great being able to meet him. And we've actually been able to be in touch with the uh, White House um, ever since. So it's just been such a great experience having that and a great uh, story to tell.
3: Very cool. That's awesome. So were were there talks about you playing at the White House also? Or am I imagining that?
5: No, we're actually trying to get something down there in the spring um, that will work out with the White House or something like that. I've been in touch with them a little bit about that. So but we're planning on Hopefully doing something in twenty twenty three there. So
2: I think I mentioned it was uh we're trying to get the a Christmas show in there. Mm-hmm. They were doing that yeah. and that almost happened and we got he was talking, you know, they got back to them and stuff and just didn't happen. But but
3: uh um they left that door open, you know. So, yeah.
2: We're gonna keep trying.
3: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I hey the, you know, what's the worst that they could say is no, right? Yeah, uh, oh, right. You know, with is sending that email out.
5: Yes, I what I yes, yeah, they're great, great to <laughs> chat with. Yep.
3: Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I email you know absolutely everyone <laughs> uh, to try and get them on the podcast, and the worst they can say is no. So, right. uh, yeah, that, that's a great story, man. That, that, that's rocking, awesome. By the way. <laughs> What's that? Chris? You guys have been rocking, by the way. Uh, thank you're you, buddy. I appreciate yes. that. Oh, thanks. Um, so, Noah, how, are your uh, parents supportive of uh, of your career choice? You know, you're you're very young. Uh, are you still taking the time? You know, to to be a kid, are you still you know, yeah. like what are some of the other, other hobbies that you have other than playing music?
5: Sure. Well uh the first question, yes. My parents are very, very supportive. Um it's just great having their support. Um and his dad Jeremy's always around. Yes. Yep. Drives and
3: helps and did your dad go to Central Catholic?
5: He went to uh Holy Name.
3: Okay. I know mm. the Gibney name from
5: Yeah, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you probably go like might know one something. of my aunts or uncles standing up okay then you
2: that's happening <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of us like literally like everywhere you go someone's like are, are you a gibney <laughs> like it's just there's so, so many of us but um yeah and back to the other question too so um some other things that i do is um i'm really into uh playing tennis and pickleball too like um that's a my that's what my dad um was really good at and he went to college um and played tennis there so um it's just it's another thing that i uh have a passion doing so awesome but mostly it's on the phone to promoters (laughs) yeah
3: that's the hardest that's the hardest thing you can do
5: right it takes
3: uh so (laughs) how hard was it for you to learn the? you're you're mainly a keyboard player right you play guitar and and some other instruments but you're mainly a keyboard uh player did it come pretty naturally to you or is it something that that it took a long time for you to uh to work at
5: um i would say it came pretty natural to me like i remember my parents telling me that when i was like even like at the young age of two or three like i could like pick out like that's a piano or that's like a trumpet. Like I could, like I always had an interest, like even from like a really, really young age of playing music.
2: Guys, we, we used to, I used to play with that drummer, Matt Cullen on, on uh, Penn street on Sundays mm-hmm. for the farmer's market. And I, I have a photograph of his, his parents used to bring him down and kind of just like, can you like sit and play with you guys? And he would just <laughs> kind of, he'd bring a ukulele and, and just kind of sit there and I get this picture of him. You know, look like you're five or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in front of me and Matt. And then a couple of years later.
4: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep.
5: Yeah. But I'd say music has always been a passion of mine um, ever since like a very young age. And I've just been uh, keeping on working on my craft um, ever since about like uh, five years old. So, and I guess, I guess you could say it's been a long time coming, but um, it's been a lot of fun uh, playing music. So you, you give a lot back. You do a lot of
2: stuff for uh, Olivet and yeah. uh, um, lessons
5: and
3: uh showcases and uh oh oh, there's always something coming up yeah (laughs) sure yeah that's it that's in my notes here so since you mentioned it chris uh you you teach piano yourself now no also right at the olivet uh boys and girls club
5: Mm -hmm. yeah i've been how um, did you get involved with that so um actually um i really started learning guitar there actually um because um josh taylor who runs the music mainly at the olivet uh boys and girls club um, is a good friend of my uh, family. So he told uh, me about that. Uh, they have a great program. there, sponsored by uh, the writing music foundation with all the great local music or musicians. Um, and that, that would be something that I should be interested. So that was just, um, like when I was, I think about like maybe like six years ago is when I st- started, uh, playing music there more as a student. Um, and then through the program, I actually now, um, have been helping out, um, teaching music um especially with the summer camp um that's what i did uh last year which my, my daughter
2: went to the summer camp mm-hmm. there this yeah. and was a part of uh, frozen musical uh this year
3: yeah i remember you oh, I uh music. yeah that's one of the last times that we talked chris i remember that uh you telling me about that how did she do in that
6: she did great
3: as a matter of fact she's
2: uh, rehearsing now with the Genesius theater for uh lion king musical that's awesome yeah she's
3: good. got it got the bug <laughs> very cool yeah, They so really is that out a
2: lot that, that was an
5: amazing
3: experience is that uh that do you remember that noah playing with uh going and playing with chris uh when you were a, a little kid
5: I mean, kind of. Like, I remember. Yeah, it happened a couple of times. But I definitely remember the whole um, scenario where it would be like, oh, it's a Sunday. I guess it's time to go play at the market. And then <laughs> my parents would bring me down there. Um, I always remember, um, like, I'd play um, a set. I think, like, it would be like somewhere between 30 to 40 minutes. And my dad was like, 30 to 40 minutes of playing. Like, obviously, that's not a lot now, but that was for uh, the attention of a four or five year old. And then I'd end up, like, after it. I remember, like, there were, like, these, like, giant cookies that are, like, that were, like, bigger than my head. I actually, like, somehow, like, there's, like, things, like, when you're, like, really young that, like, stick out to you. And I guess that's one of them. Like, I remember them, like, after I'd play, like, I'd get this, like, giant cookie that was, like, bigger than a five-year-old's head. But, <laughs> yeah, I always remember, and it was great um, that Chris and Matt would be so kind to let me play there. And it was just, it was a great experience and definitely inspired me uh, to keep on progressing as a musician.
2: Yeah, hey, you didn't, uh. You didn't stop. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. I
3: I heard you talk about in some of the other interviews that I listened to you uh that I listened to that you were in, uh I heard you talk about another musician that you remember uh hearing when you were a, a young kid uh playing at the West Reading Farmers Market. What what was he, his name again?
5: Uh Bob Hassler.
3: Um uh, do you remember him? Do you know him, Chris? Do you remember him?
5: The name
2: uh I don't know that I didn't have a Yeah, neck.
5: that was that was remember we went to go check out one of his guitars in uh oh, June. Yeah, that guy. Uh,
4: that guy. his wife.
5: Yes. Place, yeah. yeah. So but uh yeah, Bob I think he first first started out as a market musician running that. Um and uh I think that was when I was three, so when I uh was first seeing him and I remember being like very much attracted to the, the style of music he was playing, which was kinda like blues stuff. Um and he was playing some it was pretty much like blues like Bob Dylan stuff and some uh other uh, different like singer songwriter style music and I just was really really interested in uh the, that style and um he was actually um kind enough to let me play with him too so and uh he was able to be a mentor for me for a couple of years until he unfortunately passed but it was. Just great getting to know uh, him, and he was a, a big help in starting uh, my uh, music career.
3: Yeah, very cool. It's always cool to have those uh, good memories like that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. indeed. Um, I wish I still had my memories from back then. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, I have a question for you. So, you know, all of the years that I've known you, you know, this is going back,
4: uh,
3: you know, 15 years or so now you've had your own bands and you know mainly doing done a lot of solo solo things uh solo projects how is it now sort of taking a, a step back and kind of being like the second fiddle to a 15 year old in the noah gibney you guys play as a duo and a trio yes. right
2: yeah are two different things too like like the the trio is to me is like very similar to being in the recipe as far as being a part of a band that I really enjoy when it's cooking, you know, when it's really working well. Um, even though it's a trio, I really kind of leaned into base work in the pandemic. I spent a bunch of money on my, uh, upgraded my base and, and got a, a big ca- bigger cabinet and, uh, worked on it every day and still do. And I think I got a little better. And, um, and playing in this challenging—it's challenging, you know. It's it's uh, up tempo and and they're not easy songs. The feels are important, you know, and 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 it's a lot of fun. It's as much fun as playing any instrument, you know. As a matter of fact, I I, I love playing bass. I, I really, really felt more in love with it. But also, I spent a lot of time getting better at slide and doing the other stuff. I've uh, been working on a, an album that's coming together now. I got some tracks finished and then we do the, the duo thing is, you know, more of a back and forth. Like I end up taking Mm. six, eight, nine instruments out and, uh, um, he'll, he'll play guitar too, as well as keys. And, and, you know, I'll sing some and it's kind of more of a, whatever songs I want to work on, Mm. you know, Uh, um, I, I do, I, I do solo stuff privately. I've had, couple of those in, over the last year it, it, everything kind of changed during the pandemic and the places i wor- was playing don't don't do anything anymore and um i'd like to get back into it honestly like through the summer this past spring and summer there wasn't much time like it kept me busy <laughs> busy yeah. busy is good busy and enjoying being busy that's all i need yeah you know but yeah i'm still writing and still you know the outlet right for now is in this space between like ten thirty and four in the morning, I usually here, you know, recording, work, working on or writing or whatever. But yeah, I, I the stuff for the album, I want to be able to play out, you know, and uh, I've been working a little bit with the bass player. Noah comes over and adds key, key tracks here and there. Um, drummers are still the bane of my existence. But uh, (laughs) uh, I got a a new thing called Easy Drummer uh, 3. It's a program that uses actual drum recordings, you know, so it sounds like, well, we use it on the the thing that we did for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I really, that thing, I just wish I could just take it everywhere and, (laughs) It doesn't
3: argue or <laughs> or tell me not to solo. Or, <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> well, one of the one of the guys that's uh, I've run this uh, deluxe edition network uh, that we're a part of, and one of the podcasts that's on the network, Bev's Video Kingdom. I'll have to get you uh, hooked up with uh, Scotch Beck. He's a, a an excellent drummer. He's oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, where's, really, where's, really good. Where's he from they they they're in California. But yeah. like I mean the way that everything's done now, like you guys yeah. do everything remotely anyway, right? Well a lot of stuff. We go to we
2: there's venues though. I mean it's it's there's some places of there's some good rock venues actually that I've we played the Sound Bank in Phoenixville and um what was the name of the place we opened oh, for
5: couch? Phantom Power. Yeah, Miller, that's though. an
2: interesting place too. Some it's
3: really weird how it shook up and kind of resettled in a way. Yeah. Uh, I meant as far as like recordings, like, yeah,
4: I, I oh, remember, absolutely, like, you know, absolutely, yes. back as,
3: you know, when you, when, when I still lived in Pennsylvania and you were making, uh, you know, one of your last albums, I remember, you know, guys sending you stuff from, yes. North Carolina or yeah, you know, wherever. Yeah,
2: Q, Q played bass, all well, those Space tracks down in North Carolina and, and uh, Scott Morosky was on that too from, he played up in Boston area. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right, you're right. Absolutely right. Um, Still, I can go on my computer and like, if the hat wasn't right, I can just tweak it and re render it. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, nobody argues. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just great. I, I can't explain to you enough of how much I love that program.
3: Yeah. yeah. I was talking about that with, uh, you know, it's a different uh, field, but like artwork, I was talking about that with a friend of mine. Like we, we hired this uh, Instagram guy, to do all of our artwork like he does our thumbnails he does my he did my logo he did all kinds of stuff you know and he's he's reasonably priced you know and people were saying well you know you have these friends that do art well if your friend does art or something for you and you don't like it and you bitch about it, there they'll they'll take offense to that. Yeah. Right?
2: Element of professionalism needs to be present. Yeah. Right.
3: Like my guy in Indonesia, if I say, hey, I need this change. I don't like the way that looks, like he's like, okay, you know, like he, mm-hmm. he's a, a an artist for hire, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like it's, no, t- it's to be completely different.
2: You know, yeah, absolutely. You have one thing in your head, but then you know, uh that's you're not doing it for yourself. You're you're right. Right, and bring it together for somebody else's business who they have a vision of you know so.
5: yeah absolutely right. right yeah especially with social media now it's just like interesting how like you can connect people that are like from like far away like i think um there was this guy from new england that i connected with um that makes uh the uh, tie-dyes for uh O um mm-hmm. he wears nice tie-dyes yeah and or yeah, of Dunn Company, and he was uh he saw one of my videos and was able to uh send one of his uh, tie dyes and it's just like it's amazing how like the internet can just like connect you with all these Why did people I not, why did I not get one of those <laughs> <laughs> Is it that one yeah. you were at the the jam? The
2: there's a really nice one you were wearing recently. Oh yeah,
5: that's the new that's yeah, the newest have, one, yeah. I guess to get me one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll have to say Chris <laughs> Care wants one too.
3: Speaking of uh tie dyes, I'm wearing this uh fancy tie-dye that uh, a friend of mine named Chris Care made. Oh, yeah. quite, oh, quite nice. a few years ago.
5: nice, yeah. <laughs> I have one of those too. <laughs>
3: yeah, um small world. What was I gonna say?
5: Uh, <laughs> where are you
2: at now, casey? You down down in Florida?
3: Tallahassee, Florida. Oh nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, going back to the internet. You you got you were so we're talking about the internet. Uh Ray and I, my my co-host here who's having technical di- difficulties uh we have never met in person like we are we are an wow. internet relationship
4: <laughs> yeah that's
2: interesting
3: yeah
2: uh I've noticed, like it's the stern show has changed quite a bit when you look yeah at i've music, heard yeah he's he's there sometimes sometimes he's not there's a certain we all got used to it yeah you yeah. know I, I think i think uh you know that was one thing with the pandemic it kind of broke some walls down there with that stuff because because um you know, uh, what we find is comfortable
3: is a little broader now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, this this podcast was born out of uh, the pandemic, you know? Like, yeah. didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> couldn't do it in person anymore. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I mean, Julie, we're like
2: playing once a week <laughs> from our basement. There he is. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Back from technical difficulty.
2: Technical
1: difficulty.
3: I held the Ford down, right? I'm sure you did. Um, so, Chris, back, back to, to you, a question for you. What have you learned from playing with Noah?
2: Ooh. It just forced me to get better. He's one of those guys, you know, I like playing with people that, that uh, um, are better in, from whatever way. Um, you, you have to keep up at least or be in tandem with at best or yeah. you, know, you you learn it's always been that way um guys in the poets you know when i was in state college uh the rest of people were always running into like you know national level pickers you know uh godfrey daniels like club out in bethlehem when i was starting out you, you uh you stand there and, and watch, you know, Norman Blake tuning his guitars and warming up, you know, that that stuff. you can't buy that education. You know, and, and and that's working with Noah, you know, is challenging in in that way. I mean, the set in the beginning, uh it took me a little while to really get the nuance of the original stuff. Um, there was no bass line really. You know, there was a key mm-hmm. bass that he had on the demo, but nobody was playing bass that I'd listened to that part and and emulate it. Um, and it took a little bit of time forming and playing and that mm. doesn't work. And this does work and thinking about it. And it's kind of there now. I think uh, he's starting working on a, a proper s- studio album yep. um, that, that uh, uh, I'll, I'll be part of. And, uh, you know, so that's the, the next step is working on that, mm. you know, that, that doing stuff like that, like I'm working on the record here, my record, you know, it's like a, it's like carving a statue. You know, chipping away at it, and and I don't care how many years it takes to get it done. I, you know, I just don't uh, um, do thirty five days takes in a night and then throw them all away. And, but I learn something from that, and the next time you play, you are better. It's like a process. You keep thinking about it, um, sharpens you and focuses you. You know, so working with with Noah, you know, has been a lot of that, especially live. I think it's a different approach now. And I, I mentioned the recipe, of the band that I used to be in, that was very much just kind of showing up and playing the songs. Um, this is a little different. There's a little more forethought, um, discussion, nuance,
3: you know. So uh, good no, stuff. Is that because you're playing a different instrument than you're? Than you're, well,
2: you're I think you so. know, Noah who it's it's the material it's who he is um I think it's a little bit of me too like how where I am um before the pandemic like this whole place was born out of that I was teaching lessons uh for somebody else and and left there right when everything kind of crumbled and and uh, students followed me here I had to fix the place up and then I started getting this thing where I'd come out every night after the girls went to bed and and um play for at least an hour usually Three or four hours, sit here and play bass, and just play along with people. Play, make up stuff, whatever it is, and and that's the stuff that really you know. Then we go do a gig. I record them, come here, play along with them, um, figure out how oh, that doesn't work. This works. Um, You know, get better. Just keep doing that. I mean, it, I, the process is what I feel makes keeps me healthy.
3: Yeah. What's your process with uh, remembering things? Like I, I'm sure we've talked about talked about this in the past, but with you know the knowledge of music that you have, you know the the just the amount of songs and things that you know. Like how do you how do you remember that all? Is it just is it just by playing like practice? It's it into a gel right now. It's just kind of always there, and it just kind of. <laughs>
2: there it flavors everything uh, really uh, you know there's de- the details aren't quite as important as the spirit and the you know that that's the stuff that i take away from it you know when you listen to a new player or some you know i like the technical end of things listening to albums that sound phenomenal you know um and and that that always gives you something to kind of chase but uh i think I think it just, you know, it's, it's like eating food and you consume it and it just kind of sweat it out. You know, well, the next time you're working, it just kind come, come flavors what you're working on. Um I mean, the, like we're doing like Bill, Bill Withers tunes, more soulful stuff, which I didn't do before as much, but I love. And that's like that playing that kind of stuff over and over. That flavors how I think about um what songs I like and how I want to record them or how what i like about them
3: yeah so noah uh who comes up with the noah gibney trio or duo um is it a combined effort to come up with the set list or, or are you coming up with the, noah's coming cool up with the set list? So, <laughs> yeah
5: pretty much i
3: i like i make it. him do it i hate doing so <laughs> uh,
5: i involuntarily <laughs> do that
3: when chris when you play solo would you ever have a set list or would you you just play as it just a stack of, stack of
2: papers. That, yeah, uh, I remember the that stack I wanna, of papers. Yeah. <laughs> I try to cut down on that because, you know, it's unsightly. I'd usually have a bunch of songs that I've been working on, and they just kind of happen. You know, they, those are all divided up by instrument. So now when I, in mean, the last couple of solo shows, I did the private things. I had six, six different instruments. They're all tuned different. There's a chunk of songs that's applied to each one. You know, so I pick up whatever there's going to be 10 songs that come out of that. You know,
3: that's sure. how that
4: happens.
3: So no, like where you're playing, like Chris said, you're playing, you know, some things that he, he, he never played before. Where are you, what was your inspiration for some of these songs? Like, were your parents into this stuff or like, cause I, I mean, it's a lot of like bluesy. He's definitely. Lot,
5: he's got a lot logged in there already. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, my dad's, uh, music, uh, definitely influenced, my taste in music um so really yeah his the stuff that he would play for me when i was young i always really really liked. and then um becoming more and more interested in music i just kept on taking a, a deeper and deeper dive into stuff and there's obviously a long more way to go um, yeah in finding more and more stuff i
3: take it as a personal challenge to <laughs>
5: have a band that he hasn't heard of yeah
2: it doesn't happen that often actually most, most of that's them
3: that's one of the things I was going to say, Chris, like you're, you know, you're saying about um, getting better because of playing with Noah. Uh, like we're going to pretend Noah's not in the room right now, dude. He's only 15. <laughs> like thinking about it. he's got, so there's so much more to well, learn. That's, that's
2: and that's like, what other people bring, bring up to me. The thing is, is that that doesn't come into play in this situation. I don't even think about it, <laughs> you know, at, like, Okay. After we get done tonight, Jeremy, his dad, dropped them off. I'm gonna have to give him a ride home because he doesn't have his driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's kind of thing you know that you think about, but but I don't think on stage like it doesn't. It's not even part of the equation,
3: right? I mean, yeah, I mean because he's as good as he is. Yeah, uh, you know,
2: as, as far as band leaders go, calling the songs, um, timing. Uh, you know, if I if I, Listen, if there was something that I was uncomfortable with or I thought we could do better, I'd say something. But I, there's nothing to say.
3: Sure. I don't know. Where do you think your work ethic comes from, Noah? Because like I, I have a 15 year old nephew right now, and <laughs> it's
4: <laughs> I cannot
3: yeah. imagine him going out and playing gigs on the weekend and lugging that keep because <laughs> I know you're carrying that keyboard around. <laughs> By the way, my favorite thing is when he's texting me at school.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting on the
2: sofa watching television or something.
4: <laughs>
5: yeah, but so really the reason why I'm so dedicated to this is because I really, really love playing music. Like that's where like the passion for SEMSROM is. That I just really love doing this. I wouldn't dedicate um, the time that I've dedicated and the uh, time that I will dedicate to it. Uh, unless, or The reason why I dedicate myself to it is because um, I just love doing it. And, um, that's why I, um, keep on, uh, pushing myself to get better and better at the uh, craft of, uh, songwriting, playing, um, promoting and all different stuff, just because uh, this is a career I want to uh, be in. And, um, I seem, uh, since I'm at a younger age, um, I have a bit of a head start, but, um, it's always great to have this, uh, head start, uh, because then I can just like keep on pushing myself, um uh to be better and better um so it's just been so much fun uh, playing so that's why I, uh strive to uh, be a professional musician so
2: if if his his attention would get, you know if he would get distracted or or you know just like only be into it part of the time I, it wouldn't be the same for me but it's it doesn't go that yeah.
1: way yeah sure. well it's it's weird though because you know I started playing around 15 16 but I only started because I wanted to get the girls <laughs>
4: That's awesome. so so nope. I never
1: really did the craft side of it. I just spent all my time like, yeah, I'm in a band, so I get girls <laughs> are are the girls coming Noah what what's sure, going on over there?
5: Sure, 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 yeah, some interesting, interesting people, yeah have been <laughs> been um involved in getting playing <laughs> it's funny when people come <laughs> up and talk to him like the type that he's never met before you know right, yeah i keep meeting yeah <laughs> girls and different interesting people sure. that are just like <laughs> that i keep getting involved with um it's just yeah it's, it's funny how like especially recently i've, I've noticed just like there are being more of a bus of stuff but yeah for sure definitely like the main focus is not getting girls from playing music it's being successful <laughs> musician <laughs> so so, so yeah comes, comes a couple more steps later
1: <laughs> yeah well I would ask then um uh, both of you can answer this question uh who who was the band or the person that you saw on TV and you thought that's what I want to do who who's that you, the first time you re- you actually remember like that's what I want to do
2: oh, but just as far as playing guitar it was John Denver and it was his Christmas mm-hmm. special. There was a, t- a Christmas special, and I was obviously le- nine, no ten. Yeah. Um, but the acoustic guitar and you know fingerstyle, he was he was not uh, a bad guitar player at all. And that kind of folk singing, you know, that age uh, quickly morphed after that. But, but uh, that's what that's who was early for me. I mean, I love rock and roll. Uh, yeah,
6: mm-hmm. listen to a
2: lot of music.
5: For me, it was probably because um, this was like my first real concert when I was, like, I think maybe six or seven, was probably when Elton John came to the San um, Santander Center in Reading. And um, that was just, like, it was just, just, like, wow, this is a real rock and roll concert. It's just, like, it just was, like, because it was my first time really seeing, like, a, a main uh, national act live. So um, it just was, like, um, amazing. Like, wow, this is something that's, like, really, really magical that I was, like, wow, I sure hope to do this. And... Seems like I keep getting closer and closer
4: day by day. So that's what I
5: keep keep on taking things at a day day to day basis. Yeah. So I I guess like the growth mindset has been a main factor, and just like trying to keep getting better than the person I was yesterday. So
3: that's awesome. Yeah, and isn't it something, Chris? You you saw John Denver acoustic guitar. You're mainly an <laughs> acoustic guitar player. And Noah, you saw Elton John, and that and you're a, mainly a keyboard player. <laughs> Yeah. that's how it works yeah yeah <laughs> very cool uh so <laughs> I guess the people m- meeting people out uh is definitely going to get uh interesting for you as the years go on, Noah especially since now you're you're starting to play in uh bars and clubs and things like that, right?
5: yeah probably the most interesting things have been the private parties yeah <laughs> I' sure Chris has some other stories, but some of the people are quite interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they they kind of let it fly a little,
2: yeah. a little more at a party like that. They're a little more comfortable in their own skin or something. Sure, but uh,
3: yeah. But so you, uh, maybe Chris will uh, tell us the story that I love so much um, about smashing the guy in the face <laughs> with the guitar. I've heard that one
4: before. He's so is quite.
1: Red, Ray I, Ray has never heard it, so let's let's. I, I haven't heard this one, so that's that's fun for me. I haven't had the joy of
5: doing that yet. So, did, did you ever see the movie <laughs> Used Cars? Kurt Russell's like a said yep. uh, Jack
2: Warden played two parts of it. And uh, there was a there was one of the salesmen uh, one of the uh, uh, would not sell red cars. He just he, like they had to hide the fact that the car was red when they're doing the commercial and stuff. So I have a similar thing with guitars and I, I and I got this red Les Paul uh, Les Paul Junior. And we were playing. Uh, I had, had an offshoot. Had this band Stone poets and I had an offshoot band. Uh, jawbone um that played covers and rock and stuff we get get gigs and bars and stuff and we were in lewisburg no lewis town and uh playing at this rock club big wide place with low ceilings and and uh there's a girl i was dating this girl and she was pretty trashed and and this guy was all over her we were doing the last song it was an ac dc song and and he was just all over her. It was right in front of me, and I got out the stage and had had the guitar in my hand. You know, was holding the neck. It was this hand holding the neck? And uh, it's like, dude, you know. And he's just a smart ass to me, jackass, you know. And and I just looked at him. and I, went, I, mean, I just popped him like I wanted to pop him with my with my hand, but but I had the tuning pegs and everything. <laughs> Bent the G string tuning peg up, and there was like a little piece of skin hanging on the thing. He went right down, cut him open, went right down. Uh, his buddies drug him out of there, um, and uh, so we were like, "Wow, can you believe that?" And and they were packing up her stuff because they closed. They were closing, and he broke through the 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 uh, security, had a a beer, broken beer bottle, and came at me again. And the uh, bass player J.K. and the drummer uh, Jack kind of leapt on him, and he was like trying to get me and and uh, grab my shirt, tore my shirt off, and was just swinging at me, and then cops took him and arrested him then at that point.
4: <laughs> but yeah, my, my,
2: I sold the Les Paul a couple of days later, too, because it was just, it had a bad tuning thing on it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I felt bad. Love that, Love that so, story. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Me too. I kind of
6: wish I had that Les Paul now,
3: too.
1: So, uh, no, no,
3: no stories like that for you yet, Noah?
1: Not yet. <laughs> nothing Nothing like that. Do you know how hard it is to swing a keyboard?
2: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. I can just <laughs> <laughs> definitely take somebody out. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, what is your uh you mentioned the the writing sessions with G-Love online, you know, the Zoom sessions. Um what is your writing process like? Will you have a tune in your head uh like a melody or or whatever they call it and then start writing the lyrics or will you have lyrics in mind and then start writing the the tune
5: honestly pretty much it, like it always varies um like there's some times where like songs will be written in like 15 minutes where i'll just like sit down at the piano and then have an idea for something um and then sometimes it'll take like a couple of days or weeks it's funny too like um especially for the past couple of songs i've written um, over the past few weeks it seems like whenever i would like i have to study for a test Or something like like a song idea comes like right into my head like right when i have to like do something and i'm like oh come on and then i have to get it out but like it's just like it it's interesting like sometimes like it'll just like ideas will pop in my head organically um and then i'll just like sit down at the piano or sit with my guitar and just like write it out or sometimes like i'll just like um, like have something happen to me and I'll be like, Oh, I, I should write a song about that. Like more like starting with the lyrics. But it honestly it all just varies and whatever comes out comes out. It's kind of my way of writing. So
3: Is that pretty much the same with you, Chris?
5: It's changed over over time.
2: Um that whole thing about like what Towns Van Zandt used to say is, you know, better catch that song quick as it's blown through the room or go out the window <laughs> and you lose it. Um I've been more of a hunt, like a gatherer, um, playing out here. And if I come up with something good, I'll just catch it on my phone and keep it in a file. And then I'll like go through those and, and, uh, you know, see if like, anything can develop. A lot of times there'll be a spark with one of them and i will just focus on that for the night or a couple nights, you know, and get the basics tracks done and you start collecting those and you start. Like massaging those, get them, move them forward a little bit, get to the point where you can get friends over to add some keys or you know do the vocals or whatever um
3: now you're right. talking about like while you're just while you're just practicing noodling around,
2: yeah, out here at night, um it's good for me uh, as far as just playing stuff, coming up with stuff that's free form and you, and you like I said you'll I'll get something that like oh that's a you know that's a great groove or it's a great chorus or something you know um and then you know i really want to get the groove right that's when this program the drum program comes in because i can actually sit here and like move things and 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 work it and and uh then get the bass part right um which i never did that kind of thing before never cared about it but but i do like crafting the whole thing now um as far as that goes you know i have a bunch of uh, stuff that's um needs lyrics but i've started stuff some of it has it's halfway done and julie's helping me work on some of that i want to do an album with her um you know
3: k and j album um, yeah
2: awesome so
3: you know very cool yeah if uh you know people who are watching and uh listening uh chris's wife julie also is a wonderful singer and you guys did a lot of uh stuff during that uh the quarantine sessions that we were talking about uh Earlier at the you know when when no one had anything really to do during the beginning of the pandemic, every Thursday we did fighting fourteen
2: in a row. Like that. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was cool. It was great to do it with her, and really kind of got all the songs out that we hadn't played in years, and getting you know people that we hadn't seen in years you know popping up on uh, on Zoom and and whatnot.
3: Um, that was really that was super pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, as as horrible as that, you know, as the those two years were when that stuff started, like all those Zoom sessions, like the quarantine. What I can't What was was that? What it was called the quarantine sessions? Or uh, what do you mean the, the like the Berk, the Berks County Berks, L- Berks County Live? That's what it was called, uh, right? Yeah. The Berks yeah.
5: County Quarantine Open Mike. I think that's yeah, the, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's quarantine yeah. In, in the title.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. That was a good. I guess they still do that.
5: Yeah, I, I think they. Yeah, they do that. So, yeah.
2: Oh, I tell you, open mics have have gotten came out of that. I think a little more stature. I would yeah. say. Yeah, um, he he does yeah, one, one. On, on Tuesdays, but you know, there's really? a bunch of around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chatty Chatty Monks.
5: Yeah, this place called uh, Chatty Monks in West Reading, which is not far from. I think I can I can walk there, so it's really not that far from yes. where I live. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Very yeah, cool. See, them. I'm just seeing more all the time, actually, um, open mics. Very cool.
1: Uh, Ray, am I missing anything, bud? Uh, you usually miss a lot. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing pretty good here. All right. Uh, but uh, if you had to pick one cover song to open a set, what's your go-to?
5: Probably um, definitely... Um a song by uh, like Jerry Garcia band or something by the Grateful Dead, like a good, like opener. Like there's just one, um, I'm trying to think. Well, a lot of times I do end up um, opening with a uh, original tune, but definitely one that uh, definitely, uh, especially we use this one, I think to start like the second set would be this one tune called, that's what love will make you do. That's kind of like a soulful, um, like upbeat tune. Um, that's mm-hmm. it's probably one of my favorite covers that we do. Um, but yeah, that's probably like one of the, uh, my favorite songs that we do. When I'm, when I'm solo,
2: I, I often open with Warren uh, Zevon's "Mutineer." Hmm. That one has some personal weight with me. Love that song.
1: Yeah, I like. Uh, this is that's my advice to any band when they're first starting out, and you're uh, doing all original material. Start your set with a cover and end your set with a cover, so they recognize something yeah. at the bookends.
2: Yeah, I, I like mixing, and we know I, we. Maybe once or twice, I've done an all-original set. Rick, yeah, but but we covers in, in, in everything. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, it it's um it gives perspective to the originals in, in a way. You know, mm-hmm. it places them next to other stuff that
3: kind of you know.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's you know that's yeah. where that one's from. Yeah, I completely agree.
1: Else. Yeah, it sure, definitely you can put your own it,
3: spin on on the yeah. covers also. Oh, absolutely for
0: sure.
1: Well, yeah, that's the cool thing though is uh, when a band picks covers they generally are bands that sound like them, like something that influenced them or sounds similar so that you're kind of like, okay, I get it. I get what what they're doing.
3: Yeah. You guys did our intro music and the music for our, our network intro as well. So August 23rd, 2019, Chris Kerr was on a podcast called Saturdays with Chicken Duck. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) And uh, at that time, you were telling us about teaching an older gentleman how to play cigar box guitar. Yes. And you sort of kind of rolled your eyes at it at first. And uh, now our new intro music has... Whole tons, bunch of of c- tons of cigar box <laughs> guitar in it so tell us what when when did the switch come and uh tell us about our intro music well the, the intro music started with you asking for an 80s thing and i
2: just that just entertained my, yeah. my belly warm and like, we got to come up with some 80s sounds you know and it kind of pushed him a little bit because yeah, he, he had to start digging uh this, that kind of thing wasn't right uh on the on the north there yeah um but found some stuff and, and I had him over here and, and let him play it and kind of record it. And, and the, the thing that you eventually use is the main, your main thing. Um, that one, I kind of had a cut and piece together. So it went the way I wanted it to in the length that I wanted it to. And, um, and add you know, we did it to a, a it was like a, a time, but it, we didn't have any drums or anything. I was a click track. And so added the drums um, and those I edited pretty heavily to move things around and then started adding the atmosphere with the, with the the delay and the, and the the cigar box stuff. Um, Yeah. Those things are amazing. Once I kind of, and I've like operated on my instruments an awful lot, um, kept changing them, things I didn't like about them. So I got to the point where they play incredibly well, and I have regular guitar. I, I put, I found a box of my old pickups from when I was still living with my parents. I had the Strat pickups. So I put a st- an actual Strat pickup in here, um, This, the, and then I changed the nickel strings. I was using bronze before. And it just became, I don't know, very connected to me for, as far as being able to express what I had going on. I mean, I still have my Telecaster. I have a couple of uh, resonators. Play a lot of mandolin, both uh, soprano and tenor. Um,
3: Please tell me you still have Barry Mando, right? Oh, of course, yeah.
4: Barry, yeah. Barry
2: Mando is part of our our, our sets. Yeah, right? yeah. And we play. Yeah, yeah, we course. do a bunch of songs with Barry Mando. This okay. This one is is a double string, three strings, uh, double, and it's more like a um, rhythm instrument, I, I guess. This this is a, a, a like a tenor guitar. It's tuned the way Keith Richards used to, except doesn't have the bottom five, the A string and i've been working on my slide and this thing is a slide machine it just it, it the neck it, i think the neck's not as wide i started listening to a lot of sunny Landreth too during the pandemic and that oh, guy's great crazy good i love that guy so I really kind of like got into the slide thing um yep building another one actually I just got so, the neck.
3: so that so that leads me into the, my next question are you're building these now well um
2: i mean i yeah i i changed this a lot um the neck, I'm not even gonna try to build a neck. But the, the guy that I was teaching was would build everything in his house. Um but then like there's a lot of stuff that I like, why isn't it you need weight in that thing? And and uh I want this pickup and I want this over here and you know, I just had definite ideas about it right away that I wanted to change. So um now I'm I'm making this one only out of necessity. I'm not I haven't been making them this actually the last one I made to sell made for him. We had to make a left he's a southpaw, so we had a we had to make a lefty for him uh, for <laughs> for Christmas last year. Yeah, his dad came nice. up to make them. Um, so yeah, this is the next one I'm making. It's going to be like this one, except it's going to be tuned differently. This is tuned to E. I need something more in the A range, but I hate changing strings and changing them over. I want two of them. So, sure. So, so make,
3: let no. me ask you. So when when you say cigar box, so in your right hand, below below your hand, it. Is it an actual cigar box, or is it just built to look like a cigar box? Nope. It's a box.
2: It's a cigar box. Got it at the Cigar International store up in uh, Hamburg. You can go up there and, and buy boxes. They have a big, big thing of them, uh, you know, whenever they get their shipments in and they go through them. They, I think you can get them for like a buck or two. I, I, I'm not sure uh, how much they cost. But, yeah, there, it's an actual cigar box. There's some that are, I think, better than others. This, this particular one of the ones I love
3: you know and, and it looks have, like it that's a wooden box that's a wooden it's oh yeah it's all wood uh, like when it's i well think vacant. of a cigar box i think of the the old like cardboard i hear you
2: you know yeah uh, um there's there's some there's some strange ones out there it's kind of like the beer can collecting you know uh, in in a way that, that it's like strange you come up with strange ones there's i seen big ones i would love to make a base out of this one i saw um these these uh undercrowns they're um they're rectangular in the right way. They kind of have the bow diddly, uh, uh dimensions. Um, you know, and you just got to drill, uh, cut a hole out through, through that and the neck extends down through. And then I, I weighed them, uh, because they come out tuner heavy. You know they always lean down, and I hate that. So I like I put a, a bunch of weight in in this thing, and it feels more balanced now. And, um, I had to had to uh, pad out or run underneath the uh, pickups because it, you get a lot of, of noise from moving your hand and stuff. So I got to the point now, where it's kind of damn perfect. And you can plug that in like a
3: regular guitar.
2: Yeah, I have to use it with the uh, with the uh, um, yeah guitar amp with my my Fender or my Gibson. Yeah. that's
3: awesome so the next is it a is it a guitar neck or a mandolin neck like what, no, they're what made they
2: specially, they're made specially for for uh for these there's you know 25 it's the length of the guitar 25 and a half inches but it's uh um you know they got to be kind of like have this thing going this this block thing going on to go into the into the
3: box okay so the neck the they're a little longer than a guitar neck because of the going all the way down into the box.
2: Well, uh, you know I mean the guitars are different kinds of guitars are different a strat uh, will have a neck that's bolted on. Um some are like that. Uh some ha- have like my bass has a piece of wood that goes extends all the way through the body. Uh this, you know, to to be to facilitate putting into something like this and being able to level it and get it, you know, down there and that, that it doesn't move. This is this is the way it works. You know, having that in there and then uh you, you anchor to the back and, and 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 the top and the bottom and it just is one with the, with the box it doesn't move or anything um, yeah so it the, looks that,
3: awesome It looks beautiful
2: yeah I, I well this this album i'm doing is mostly covers um and it's all every song has cigar box and you know I'm thinking of calling the band the Cigadelics. <laughs> and uh, yeah you know i i have not hit the wall yet as far as finding creative stuff to do with them and, and ways of, of, uh, uh, of finding tones and stuff, you know, um, the, the, this one, I, I said, I had, I found a box of pickups, um, you know, I have a DeMarzio DMX that I used to have in, in uh, uh, Les Paul when I was 17 and, and it's just ridiculously hot. And I can, and I cannot wait to put that in a strat pickup and, and you know, I have two pickups. I want to put a second one in this one too. And I'm getting better at understanding the wiring, getting you can buy the whole setup now. And and, uh, um, so as I understand stuff and, you know, and engage and make it bigger and
3: more complex. So do you play that like I, I you know, me, I know nothing about music. I love it, but I don't know no than you say. how to how to do any of it. Do you play that like a, like you play a guitar, yeah, or do you play it like you play uh, mandolin, or like
2: well, if playing slide? You know, and I, I don't use most of the time. I'm not using picks with the slide stuff. I, I like I've gotten better at
3: using just using my hands.
4: Let's
2: just plug it in this little amp here.
3: So the our, our mm-hmm. intro music back to that. So. Mm-hmm. There's, I think you said there's about eight, eight tracks of that of the cigar box that you just you layer over, right? So, so I, I have this old
2: delay unit and I run and a couple of distortion pedals and I have run uh, it in, into that and and use um, use a volume pedal to get swells and you can get this kind of ambient. Uh, I don't know, just tones, and so stacking those, panning them across the, the stereo range, and 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 using those in the background, and then um, then I get that delay thing where I was—I don't have my my board hooked up, but uh, but uh, um, you know, uh, getting that that hook. Then you know, mm-hmm. that one had um, it was always two going against each other, so I'd have to do the one and then leave spots for the other one.
3: To, to add it in there and then to have the ones going on in the background. Well, the amount of feedback that I've got gotten on that is incredible. I mean, everyone loves uh, our new
5: song. Well, that's
4: good.
5: That's awesome. Yeah. that's awesome. It was it was a lot of fun making, so. <laughs> it was a lot of
4: fun.
5: Was <laughs> yeah, it's great cuz like it, I haven't really done like something like that before um so it was it was great. It was a fun uh creative process. Yeah, we're happy that it worked out great for the podcast. So. There's the slide. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: I don't go
6: to church on Sunday, get down on my knees and pray, rise the books of the Bible, got my own special way, I know Jesus loves me, maybe just a little bit more, I fall down on my knees every Sunday. Lee's candy store. Well, it's got to be a chocolate Jesus, good enough for me. It's got to be a chocolate Jesus,
4: good enough for me.
2: Tom <laughs> love it. I love this thing. So I said, I got to get another key, some other stuff that I want to play. And and there's a couple of things in the duo act that, that I, I play well, Noah sings to um, you know, get to play slide. I
3: love slide. Awesome. So you guys are going to play a little? I had one more question for uh, Noah before you guys sure. uh, play, a little, play us out here a little bit. So I asked Chris uh, this question. Noah, what have you learned? Because... Uh, Chris is not your music teacher, correct? No. No. So what have you learned uh, by playing uh, with Chris?
5: <laughs> a lot of things. Um, um, I'd say um, what I've learned the most is just like um, from him um, having a lot of experience um, in this business. Um, he's just been I'd say I'd word him more as a mentor, I'd say would be the right uh, word. Um, just like kind of how to like handle more, uh, music business kind of situations. Um, he's been a great help in doing that just based on his experience. Um, and also, um, it's just been great, uh, being able to play with him and it's, he's always, uh, gives, um, I know he's always going to give me, um, the feedback that he's uh, thinking. So, um, yeah, it don't hold back. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, He's not going to gonna sugarcoat that. anything. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, but it's just been, it's been great, um, working uh, with him and it's been, um, awesome to play with him. I'm glad that um, he's interested in playing with me and um, I'm looking forward to playing with Chris um, for many more years to come. So awesome. So yeah. what,
3: what is the, what is the ne- next thing? Uh, you have a few more years left of uh, high school and then yeah. you plan on going off to college.
5: Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of going to music school. Um, I think uh, what comes to mind is uh, the Berkeley college of music up in Boston. So um but I got—I still have uh, three more years of uh, high school. I'm a sophomore now, so. Um, but yeah, so I plan on uh, uh, being in the music business as a career. So, um, um, and to please my parents, I'm going to go to college. So then we both <laughs> win at doing music and doing college. So.
2: Awesome. Yep. I still haven't given them the, the talk of like, what the hell are you doing?
4: <laughs> Why are you doing music business? Are you freaking? Crazy? <laughs>
2: sometime I'll give you that thought oh okay sure sure alright
3: what are you guys going to play a little something here for us sure alright what, what are we going to
5: play here um we're going to do an original tune of mine uh, called shooting star this is probably one of my favorites that we do
2: wait
5: a second I'm hold on as we have technical difficulties up oh, there we go Star. yeah this is yeah this is a tune called shooting star this is one that we or that i got the chance to work with g love on um
0: and yeah cool. Open up your eyes. Take a look at yourself. You're the perfect days you. you don't have to be somebody else. The world has got plenty of them, these so many of them. So why is she time to be like any of them? Don't you know You're beautiful as you are You're a shooting star You're a shooting star You're a shooting star You're a shooting star star. We all hammered down Trying to figure it out Sometimes you even feel like we ain't Good enough Don't be so hard on yourself You'll figure it out You got the right stuff The world's got plenty of them Indeed, so many of them So why is your time Do we like any of them? Don't you know Beautiful as you are, you're shooting side, You're shooting side You're shooting side You're shooting side You're shooting side Shooting side. Shooting side, shooting star. Huh? The world's got plenty of them, indeed, so many of them. So, why is it time to be like any of them, don't you know? You're beautiful as you are, huh? you're shooting side. You're a shooting star You're a shooting star You're a shooting star
3: So uh, I've heard that song before, Noah. Where how do you come up with the different arrangements? Like, why do you decide to play that different tonight than you played it? You know, maybe another night because I've heard you play that song different before.
2: Well, it must have been older. Yeah, probably. Like this is more of a moving forward. Yeah, and kind it of evolves. But but uh,
5: just... I'd say like a lot of this, like how the Grateful Dead did different tunes differently i just kind of like that whole idea that like every time you play something it's going to be a little bit different um sure. I'm, I'm sure that of course like from this year as towards like a year or two ago it's evolved um to being something different but um i just i just like that it keeps it kind of fresh and interesting so
3: sure yeah and that's something that you know you've done over the years too chris you know absolutely
5: yeah, no, it keeps, it, keeps it interesting for me i
2: i, I you know Playing, uh, playing similar songs, you know, a lot. Uh, you don't want to, you don't want to have to like make them the same every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just really just pave over my head. I, I sure, you know, like to have it interesting. I mean, some nights are in different moods too. Some some nights you reach down for the for it and it's just not there and you got to really work for it and dig for it other times you're brimming over with energy and 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 uh you know it just kind of coasts you know and and find stuff it's uh it's always
3: new and i like it sure like i remember as a kid i I don't remember exactly what album it was or you know whatever but I, i remember you know hearing a band you know listening to a band on the radio and and loving uh, loving that band and then hearing their live album and it's completely different than the stuff you've always heard and it's like you know before you know especially for me like before i was like smart to the business and like you know respected the musicians and all that stuff i was like what the fuck this doesn't sound anything (laughs) like it's supposed to (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah um it's, it's,
2: um, I don't know, studio albums. It's almost like it's a loss to art anymore. Uh, not really, but, 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 uh, it's not like, you know, people buying albums and listening to a whole album is, isn't like the norm like it used to be. Um, singles, you know, stuff like that. And a lot of times, you know, it's, it's real, um, basically recorded real basically, you know, real starkly, not a lot of, stuff going on except for the basic melody and 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 uh so i I think i think uh uh it's not as different when you see it live in people's minds if that makes sense Uh, Mm um it's not like uh you know uh like santana some of those albums where they they produce a hit you know off of off an album and and then uh it'd be you know pretty vastly different you know in concert and That's I don't right. think we come to it. I think we listen music a little differently now. I don't think we uh, expect that. <laughs> uh,
3: everything is different. Now. I mean, like,
2: looking at on YouTube, if you look up your favorite song, you're going to have that studio version. You're going to have three live versions underneath yep. it anyway.
3: You know, maybe and, even some covers of other people doing it. Other people yeah. doing it, right? Yep. Yeah, it's the same with. Uh, I, I was showed, Like, I'm blown away. I I text Ray. You know, every day, I put these shorts on instagram or not instagram on youtube Mm -hmm. and the the most recent short that i put on has it's 14 seconds okay Mm -hmm. it has and like all this stuff matters when you're monetized on youtube it has it's 14 seconds long it has over nine hours of watch time okay (laughs) our our <laughs> One of our most recent episodes with a great guest has 12 views and like one <laughs> hour of watch time. Yeah. It, it's like the algorithm <laughs> and like the, the people's attention span wow. and all that shit is just it's so ridiculous that's today great. like in this world that we live in. Wow.
5: Right. Yeah, that's kind of we- weird. Like people would rather see a 12 second click or clip and then just like scroll up and watch like a full like really really <laughs> awesome interview oh my my it's n- just weird
3: my nine-year-old has discovered tiktok <laughs> oh yeah well I, i'm guilty yeah. of it too like i'll, Me too. I'll sit <laughs> it's
5: like all oh, night I don't long like just... scroll up <laughs> no <Nope. laughs> scroll it's like it's just a weird thing
3: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's <laughs> I, I hate it but i love it so right. much too.
5: exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> I I love it as a viewer but I hate it as a creator. That's kind of right. thing. Yeah, like
3: I've been I've been telling Ray, I'm like, we need to find, you know, out of our out of the last like fifty shows that we've done, uh, go back and find one minute um, clips of all of our shows. I'm
1: yeah, I'm I'm currently working on that. Uh that's like my my project that I'm doing is uh going back and digging through and looking for those clips where something actually entertaining happens in like thirty seconds. That makes sense. But I
2: mean, you can, you can,
1: yeah, you can chop anything up, but it it has to be somewhat entertaining, I guess. I mean, you know, it's, it's weird, man. I just, you know, I'm thinking maybe if you could write an album where every song was 14 fucking (laughs) seconds long, you would have a gold mine.
4: (laughs)
5: Boom
1: that's I'm it done. you're done
5: i just <laughs> <laughs>
1: throw that on tiktok you'll have a million views in three hours <laughs> no no <laughs>
3: uh i know that you're not a fan of chris uh of tiktok chris but I, i'm pretty <laughs> sure someone in your household is Yeah, you know what i'm saying no both, both
2: both the girls uh my wife and my, my daughter no it's not like i'm not a fan of it i i honestly i've you know the stuff that i see sometimes if it's very funny i like like jack black has some hilarious. Like, <laughs> you know there's some good stuff there I, I it's not like i don't like it i i don't mm. i don't feel connected to it in a way in a creative way like I, I i don't come up with any ideas or anything sure my daughter on the other hand you know will spend like the whole day today following the cat around um to, and, 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 oh and, fuck and,
1: them <laughs> cat videos god
2: damn
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, yeah or you know but whatever it is you know it's usually the cat mm. but uh you, uh, you, you know what the cats. you know what
1: you know what's really popular too which i don't fucking get is these chicks will take a comedian's bit and they'll basically lip sync it and make a video and act like it's the greatest thing that you've ever seen. And they get millions of views on these things where they're basically just ripping off like George <laughs> Carlin or, or Mitch Hedberg or some other comedian. That's and crazy. I'm like, right. H- how is that content that people want to see when they could just go see the original comedian do it, but some hot chick does it and it gets more views than the original comedian. Who right. did it. I don't, well, I don't the, get the this. first part of that sentence. <laughs> well, I've, i've been telling everyone i do a podcast with for years we need a chick to just sit in the back in a low-cut blouse who just looks up shit on the internet for us when we yes. need to and i guarantee our viewership will go through the fucking room absolutely i couldn't do <laughs> more yeah. well
3: with that long years, I mean, right why don't you start wearing a low-cut top
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
1: summer's coming
2: that one the cameras on.
1: <laughs> Chris, you have a tune for us, brother. Me, you.
2: Let's see. I kept Me. going
5: back and forth on this. Um. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. With what you guys are saying, I was saying like whenever like would change screen, there could be a girl. It's like like how do they do it on Wheel of Fortune, where it's like boom. Yeah. That'll get. Oh, oh yeah. Up.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> but then she would be. All of our thirty second clips would just be her. Where that? <laughs> that would be it. Right. Uh oh, he's getting the
3: cigar box yeah, back.
1: Yeah. Out. Dude, I love the cigar box guitars, man. They're so cool. Yeah, fucking so Chris, cool.
3: when I was listening to that oh, you can't hear us. Chris, when I was when I was listening to that uh old chicken duck episode. You were talking about the uh, Cigar Box Festival. Have you had a chance to go down there and check it out yet?
2: Yeah, we were. I went down that first year and watched the acts playing. They had the stage there and a bunch of revolving acts, and and, and walked around, and watched, looked at what the guys were selling, and and uh, you know, for like three hundred fifty dollars, I just immediately wanted to go into business. Like I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, that's kind of actually the inspiration of this album. Uh, you
3: know something, something with a cigar box, in all of them. So when you play out, do you do you still? I mean, you still take your acoustic guitar and stuff? Are you? Oh, are the you twelve and like, No, yeah, I actually, I like, got yeah. a new six. You're three. not like a, you're not like known as the cigar box guy now, are you? Yeah, no, I hope not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you really get like. Look down upon certain circles, <laughs> the Godfrey, the Godfrey Daniel circles. There's there's some people there that just like. Hmm.
1: It's kind of like that guy who made the guitar out of the shovel. You ever seen him on
2: YouTube? That guy that plays that shovel, he actually is a good cigar box player. He's a, like a wizard. That yeah, that? yeah it's
1: funny. Because on, the,
2: on on Chicken
3: Duck, we <laughs> yeah. talked about the exact same thing. That ch- yeah. the the shovel guy.
1: The shovel yeah. guy, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's an icon. You know? <laughs> this is an old song. This is actually the song I did in my, my first record.
1: Let's
2: see
6: Fifteen pounds of trouble straddling my back. Fifteen days in a Texas jail. I ain't ever going back. I ain't ever going back. I ain't ever going home. 15 years out of walking, it's been
4: 15
6: years a well I come from Alabama, where hardly ever snows. Frankly, where I'm headed to, ain't anybody knows, ain't anybody knows, ain't anybody cares. It's a long, hot road I'm traveling, get out until I'm there. Thank you. I'm traveling up northern At work there on a fishing boat I'll I'll never see the shore I'll never see the shore I'll never see the road I'll be wearing out my walking shoes
3: That's an old Chris care tune there. That's right. Last Confession Mo Blues. Love it. So that, that goes back to exactly what I said to Noah. You, you, that's not the way that I remember that song. No, it changed it drastically.
6: Uh, yeah,
2: There's a uh, mountaintop blues, too, I'm doing, working on for this one. Changed that one up. Um, I wanted to... There's one new instrumental on there, but I wanted to, to have some of those older ones that I like. Uh, just do them in my mind better than they were before you know a
3: little more pizzazz or something more interesting awesome beautiful love it man thanks thanks so much guys yeah uh, man. this this was a first for us uh um musical guests
2: yeah nice hey anytime you want us to be like in the background we can do this thing you can put <laughs> us in the back where you'd be your house band in the yeah yeah
3: Absolutely. that was awesome so uh what's next uh this this will be coming out on the 29th so any uh any gigs you want to plug for after that
5: sure um well really for the next couple in february we're doing a lot of this uh the duo stuff um and a lot of it's going to be local stuff so um i know um off the top of my head um i know there's a couple more but Beer Wall. um yeah there's a gig at Beerwall. um this place called Beerwall on Penn in uh, West Reading. Um, I believe that's the twenty fourth, and then uh, the the ninth is at the. I actually just booked this one today at this place called uh, the Barley Mow, um, which is uh, like a block away from there too. Um, so that gigs on uh, Thursday the 9th. and then also uh, to end uh, the month. Um, I believe that's the, the like last Sunday. I think that's I want to say either the twenty fifth or twenty sixth. Um, that's at this place called uh, union jacks. So we'll be oh, doing yeah. kind of like a Sunday fun day kind of thing from five to eight there. So it's an outdoor kind of
3: place uh, near Boyertown. Yeah. Like that
2: place.
5: Awesome.
3: Yeah. yeah and if you can, uh, no, if you can or Chris, if you can send me those, uh, the flyers or if you have a, a pamphlet or whatever, I'll p- pop that up in the video. So uh, people. Oh, right, Sweet.
5: Yeah. And I have a, <laughs> I have a link um that I could send to you. Um, like that, uh, gives can give people uh, directly to my social media and stuff like that. Um, absolutely, so I, I can send that to Chris to send to you. Um, so
3: sure, yeah, you can send it. Uh, I think we're friends on uh, Facebook, yeah, and yeah, I can He's send to it you. To yeah. me also, Chris doesn't have to be the middleman, yeah. <laughs> <Right Yep. laughs> uh, Chris, any any gigs for you coming up other than uh, playing with Noah? Um, I'm playing with Dave Fry, uh.
2: Next week or a couple weeks from now, uh, up in Bethlehem. Um, but no, that's that's all I can think of right now. Uh, no, yeah. so I do have. Uh, I'm going to send you uh, we, that Tom Waits song we played a little bit of earlier. We yeah, we kind uh, kind of have that one finished for the for the record uh, with with uh, with Noah on, and mm. I'll send you a copy. Of that you can
3: can play that or do with what you want. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool, guys! Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your night to do this. Thanks, Thanks for giving so us the opportunity us, yeah. to to,
4: to, yeah. to
2: come up with the theme. I mean, I you know that's, Damn. to me that's a challenge. You know, like a <laughs> show theme, you got to come up with the mood and and you, you yeah. relegated this to eighties. You know, so it was it was <laughs>
4: it
3: was all good. I like that. Yeah, it was awesome, yeah. man. We we really appreciate uh, you yes,
4: doing that do. for us.
3: And we got it. Like I said, well, uh, we got a lot of uh, really really good feedback.
2: That's, that's great. That's good, yeah. I mean, you want mm-hmm. you want it, you want it to stick in people's minds, you know, and you want it to yeah. kind, of, kind mm-hmm. of connect to the show, and you know, so hopefully, accomplish nice. that.
3: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, plugs. Where can people find you guys? Uh, you, Instagram, Twitter, social, any you, social media links? All the
2: QR, your QR, QR code, um, right? Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. send. And yeah, they can <laughs> pop up. It's down there right now, and and. uh uh uh, I don't even have my Chris Care page right now. Yeah, yeah we gotta get that uh, figured out. Yeah, but but uh, <laughs> but uh, 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 I'm on Facebook and Instagram. K r i s k e h r is how you spell my name.
4: Uh, it Sounds like Chris
2: Kerr. Yeah, and it's, it's been pronounced that way many times. <laughs> it's Care.
5: Yep. <laughs> Chris yeah. Care. Yep, right. and uh, you can find me on uh, same thing Instagram and Facebook under my name uh, Noah Gibney. So. Oh, actually
2: yep. youtube my youtube page has we have a couple of shows that mm-hmm. we, there's a duo a whole duo show there and there's a couple of trio shows that I filmed and mixed uh you know they sound pretty good and, and uh they're yeah. up on my youtube page too if
3: you search my name yeah that's oh. really good stuff and i'll put links to all that stuff in the description yeah. of these uh shows if you're watching or listening as well um Thanks. you guys wanna you wanna awesome. play us out play us out here a little bit
2: sure. you wanna do some of yours
3: Sure, we can do that. I know I put you on the spot here. That's That's
5: cool. I like
4: like that.
1: They don't do anything all day, anyways, but play music. So right, (laughs) not like it's a not like it's a big deal for them. Come on. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like oh man, we have to play (laughs) a (laughs) song. All right, Bill.
5: Do you do serendipity? Sure. Sure, this is another original tune called Serendipity.
0: Sometimes I feel so down and out. Like nothing is going my way But then the clouds, they disappear And the sunshine takes out the gray Serendipity It's always vain to be What it will be It'll always be serendipity to me. Yeah, I know I've been lucky. Good fortune has brought many rainy days. No, you don't have to worry. It's just say like, going oh, and good vibes will be here to stay. Serendipity is always me. To be, why will we? will always be serendipity to me. Oh, oh gotta have a little faith. Alright, today might be the day. Thank mm-hmm. you. Serendipity is always meant to be. Why it will be, will always be. Serendipity to me, Serendipity to me serendipity to me serendipity to me thanks guys thank you so much
3: thank you guys really appreciate it
5: Us us too us too yes for sure
2: have a good great president's day